Hey everyone, just a quick heads up before we begin. This episode is not appropriate for little ears, so if you have little ones around you, you might want to go ahead and wait to listen to this when you're alone. Okay, here we go. How do you forgive when the wound is still open? How do you leave a legacy of redemption instead of dysfunction? How do you trust God when your deepest fears are realized? Join me, Sarah May, along with some wise mentors along the way as we explore these and other messy heart topics and the strategies we can use to seek healing in the pain and restoration in the ruins. Welcome to the Complicated Heart Podcast. Susan was 16 years old when she received a bizarre lesson from her father. She had just gotten out of the shower and had her towel wrapped around her when she came out of the bathroom and saw her dad, who happened to be passing by. She didn't think much of it and started heading to her bedroom. He followed her and then pushed her into her room and onto her bed, lied down on top of her and said, "'If you don't want to be treated like a slut,' Don't dress like one. Susan grew up in the 1950s and came of age in the 1960s. She had a classic 1950s family where her mother stayed home and did all the cooking and cleaning and raising of her and her two brothers. And her father was a Navy man, stern, intelligent, and difficult for Susan to please. Susan had an extensive vocabulary, and she credited it to her father hitting her if she would get a word wrong when he tested her. One time, when Susan didn't react to her father in a way he liked, he kicked her into a table, her forehead hitting the corner and leaving an indented scar that would never go away. Susan loved her father and wanted to please him, but she never felt like she could do enough or be enough. She wanted to be good. Susan grew up and played the role of a flower child in the age of hippies, She used cocaine and acid and marijuana, partied with her friends, but also got good grades. She was good, she insisted. She just wanted to have some fun. Susan got pregnant as a teen, and the story goes that her father made her have an abortion. She never forgot that baby, though. A couple years later, she married a race car driver, but that didn't last. And next, she married a man who seemed stable, a steadying force for her. They had fun together, and soon after they were married, Susan got pregnant with her first daughter. What we know now as postpartum depression set in, but at that time, Susan didn't understand what was wrong with her. She only knew that she stared at the wall for long hours at a time. Sometimes she would have a friend over and hit a line of cocaine, anything to pass the mundane, depressing, lonely days. Before the baby was a year old, she was divorced again. She wanted to be better. She tried, but she just kept feeling like a failure. Marriage number three and baby number two came along. She had so much chemistry with husband number three. The thing was, he would hit her. And eventually she got out, but not before having another abortion. She saved that abortion receipt until her dying day. She always wanted a son, but only had her two daughters. More marriages, more trying to be better, more pain, and then the drink, 
spirit first, you know, something to help her relax. Then whiskey. Then the accusation. The accusation that Susan had molested her daughters. Shocked and horrified at the accusations, she spent years in interviews and legal back and forths and passing lie detector tests, and eventually no charges were brought. But it wrecked her. Now, what used to relax her became her medicine, her escape, her way out of facing the pain. Life was too much, and love felt out of reach. Susan loved her daughters, but she neglected them, verbally abused them, and treated them the way her father treated her. It was a cycle. She wanted love. They wanted love. Her father wouldn't couldn't give it. She couldn't, wouldn't show it. But Susan loved Jesus. Weird, right? How can someone who loves Jesus be so callous to her own children? How can she say she loves them when she has withheld the only thing they ever wanted from her, her love and nurture? Susan was complicated. If you look through her journals, you would find that she cried out to God for help nearly all the time. She wanted to be better, but she was just stuck. 20 years of alcohol and not being able or wanting to face her demons. This woman, this alcoholic woman who couldn't love her children, who desperately wanted to be loved herself, this woman, Susan, she was my mom. And over the last couple of years, I have had the opportunity to get to know her through her words, her journals, the ones I collected after she died. My mother was complicated. She had what comes to mind a complicated heart. It was her story and the stories hidden within the big story that have invited me to look beyond the masks we wear, the tender places underneath the hard places, the person behind the pain and the sin. If we trace a life, what will we find? We find more stories, more questions, more invitations to go deeper into compassion and understanding. It's through the untidy stories and the surprising hope and the offered redemption that we learn how to love. I grew up in dysfunction, like so many of us have. But what I have learned is that dysfunction does not have to be our legacy. And it didn't have to be my mom's legacy. And the surprising thing is, at the end of the day, it isn't her legacy. And you're going to hear more about that later. But for now, I have more questions. What if we choose to let the pain do its work? What if we stop running and hiding and allow our junk to be dealt with? What if we learn to forgive when our wounds are still open? What if we could love the person that hurt us the most? What if we learn to set wise boundaries What if we really could trust God, like deep down to the bone, trust him even in the worst things, even when our deepest fears are realized and our deepest hurts surface? 
There are so many questions because life and the heart is complicated. And sometimes, yeah, we need answers to those questions. And sometimes we need the how of those questions. How do we deal with our junk? How do we face our pain? How do we forgive or set boundaries or function in a marriage that is a disaster? How do we leave a legacy of something other than dysfunction? Untidy questions, untidy stories, messy, 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 but hope. Maybe we can find some answers and some hope and some joy, and some redemption as we listen to the complicated stories of others and how they are walking out this beautiful, difficult, messy, boring, wild gift of life. And maybe we can learn some things from wise mentors along the way, men and women who have walked through it and who are willing to hold our hand and gently lead the way. This is what the Complicated Heart podcast is all about finding strategies for healing and restoration in the ruins. Each week you'll hear from me, Sarah May, and oftentimes a mentor or friend who is willing to step into this honest and vulnerable space and share their complicated stories and their wisdom. I hope you will join me each week as we talk about different complicated heart issues, all with the goal and hope that you will find some answers, some strategies, some healing, maybe some rest, for sure some inspiration, and at the end of it all, that you might find redemption in all of the broken places. Thank you for listening to the Complicated Heart Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Reviews are how people know if they should listen or not. So please, if you like the show, take a minute and give it a review. Thank you so much. If you want to know more, check out sarahmay.com forward slash the Complicated Heart Podcast. See you next time.